talking this morning about this morning we're talking about the validation of perfection and the proof that the virgin birth is certain and the child is perfect. Um, when I saw this in scripture, I absolutely had to rehabilitate with what I saw. And so stand with me in honor of the reading of God's word. And uh, Jane, how's Ricky? Everything okay with Rick? Wow. Well, uh, I went to one of those one time, and uh, I didn't know. <laughs> uh, I looked out the day I went, and Kansas City had two, two of my friends coaching uh, on the staff. Uh, the day I went down, and uh, I, the crowd was ridiculous, and I said, I, I loved going whenever I was on the field, you know, <clears throat> not when I was proud. That's just too much. It's too much. So, anyway, um, let's look here at John chapter 14, verse 30. We're looking in now. Now, notice that we're talking about John 14, 30, and we're, we are equating that to the validation of perfection. Look at this. Hereafter I will not talk much with you. For the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do arise, let us go hence. Now I want you to focus on this part. For the prince of this world cometh. And has nothing in me. Now I want you to let that statement sink in for just a second. The prince of this world come, but he has nothing in me. He has nothing in me. Now I'll explain. Father, I thank you for the word of God. I pray that you will minister to your people. Open our eyes that we can see, our ears that we can hear, and our hearts that we can understand what the word of God says to us. And then, allow us to apply it to our lives so that we can be changed into the image of your son. Now, Father, I ask you to allow Jesus to minister, to reveal to the Holy Spirit what we need to. As he reveals that, I will receive it <laughs> and release it to the people. I thank you today for all that you're doing in re releasing truth. May it become apparent. May truth touch our lives and change. We'll give you praise in the love of the name of Jesus Christ, our high priest, our Lord, our name of the prophet. Amen, amen. You may receive it now. I want you to notice what the scripture says. This is very important. He said, For the prince of this world cometh, 
and hath nothing in me. Nothing in me. Nothing in me. Now, there's a lot of things that are said about Christmas and about the birth of Jesus Christ. A lot of great scripture. We've talked about many of them. Not only last week, but over the years. But when I saw John chapter 14 and verse 30, it validated to me everything that the virgin birth stands for. It validated to me everything that Jesus was. It validated to me exactly what God had done in birthing Jesus Christ. It validated to me that that man was absolutely without question perfect. Because Jesus said, he has nothing in me. Now I want you to consider that. Because every one of you in this room before Jesus Christ saved your soul, could not make any kind of a comment like that. We all had the enemy in us. We were born in sin. We were created from sin and the fall, and the fall was in who we were. I heard someone say something this week that I, I, I really appreciated. Someone said, I can't believe that God sends people to hell. And the answer given was, God doesn't send anybody to hell. Man was going to hell when Jesus came, and God rescued them from hell. Well, when I look at what Jesus has said here in John 14, he identifies that the enemy has absolutely nothing in him. When, I, when that hit me the other day, I'd been praying about this and I'd walk into my garage and it dawned on me. Everything about what Jesus Christ is and who Jesus Christ was that had absolutely nothing of the fall, nothing of sin, nothing of the problems of life, nothing in him that would ever come close to separating him from the love of God. Not all is given to me because I am in Christ Jesus. I absolutely have been born again and the fall and all of the fall's fury no longer resides in who I am. Jesus said that the prince of this world comes now, as he begins to teach in John 14, he talks about what, what, where he is going. And in my father's house, if any man to did it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And then he goes on down and he begins to tell them about him being with the father. And they say, we, we don't even know if you have been with the father or who the father is. And Jesus said, if you would just look at what I have done and how I have done it, the works that I have done themselves would tell you that I have been with my Father. Now, once you, he's speaking to them and said, once you see 
that I am who I said I am. And the works that I have done have been the works of the, the very commands of my Father. Now, if you will understand that, now watch this because he's leading up to John 14, 30. He said, if you will understand this, then you can pray and ask the Father anything you want. And I'll do it for you. You can talk to God and use my name, and I will do it for you. Not only will you take what I, my name and I'll do it for you, you will begin to live a life of validation of the perfection that was in my birth. You will begin to live a life of validation. What did he say? He said that greater works will you do after I go away even than I have done. You will live a life of validation. How will you live a life of validation? Because he has nothing in me. He has absolutely nothing in my inner man. He is coming in all of his fury. He will come in all of his foolishness. But he doesn't have anything in me. And for you and me who know Christ, this must be our statement as well. He has nothing in me. I don't have anything of his. I don't have anything hidden. I don't, I'm all validated by the power and the presence of God Almighty. He has validated himself in me. I have extinguished, eradicated, walked away from, eliminated the sin of the fall. My life now reflects what Jesus said in John 14, 30. What a great comment. That child that was born was so perfect on the inside. He was so much love and the character of his father on the inside. And now he looks up and says, the devil has nothing in me. He has absolutely nothing in my person that would ever separate me from God. There he would go shortly to the cross. There he would hang on the cross and die. And it looked like that he had been separated from God. But I want you to know that there was nothing in him that would separate him from God. Why is that, Pastor Mike? Because the devil had nothing on him. The devil had nothing on him. Now do you remember in Matthew chapter 4? Whenever the devil came up and said, You're hungry, turn these, these uh, uh, stones into bread. Do you remember whenever he came up to him and said, uh, Jump off and God will take care of you because the scripture says so and so. Do you remember when he stood and said, look out over this, and if you just worship me, then I'll give it all to you. And he turned on him with the word of God and more or less said to him, you're not going to have anything on me. Now that's where we crumble and stumble and fall is we give the devil 
the opportunity to have something on us. What might he have on us, Pastor? What he might have on us that sometimes we speak out of turn. Sometimes we do things we shouldn't. Sometimes we think things we shouldn't. All of that may be true, my friend, but the Word of God declares that whenever that comes, you can bring it under the Lordship of Jesus Christ and cast out every vain imagination and every thought that exalts itself above the name of Jesus Christ. You have the ability to do that. You have the ability to live in the violation of absolute perfection. What a great thing to know. Now let's look at scripture here. I'm going to go up here to There it is, 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 22, let's look at it. Why did he have nothing in him or nothing on him? What caused him to be able to look out and say, I am the validation of perfection? The virgin birth brought me into a position where the enemy could have nothing in me or nothing on me. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2. Who did no sin? Neither was guile found in his mouth. There was no baiting, no trickery, no deceit found in Jesus. Now, look at Matthew chapter 12 and verse 17. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Behold, now look at this scripture. Behold my servant who I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. What's he saying? He has nothing in me. That's what he's saying. He, he has nothing on him. He has absolutely nothing that would ever allow him to come up against me and say, oh, yeah, but did you remember when you did so-and-so and you spoke so-and-so and you talked on so-and-so and somebody said something you didn't like and you put your foot upon them their neck to show how powerful you are? Huh? There was nothing in him like that. He was the validation of perfection. Nobody in the world, in the spirit world, had anything at all on him. He said, he is my, my beloved, my beloved, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. Now look what he said. Here's why he had nothing. And nothing more but the scripture. I will put my spirit upon him. Now, church, listen to me now. We look at the scripture and we do not understand the significance of what the Spirit of God does in the life of a believer. Now, that Jesus speaking said from Isaiah, My beloved, in whom my soul is willing, I will put my spirit upon him. Do you want to know why the devil gets something on us and something in us? Because we don't live after the spirit of God. We don't walk in the spirit of God. We don't think in the spirit of God. We don't talk in the spirit of God. We don't pray in the spirit of God. We don't look, work, and act in the spirit of God. We don't behave in the spirit of God. And therefore, 
we leave the door ajar for the enemy to come in and battle our Neither give place to the devil. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh unto you. Isaiah said, I'm going to put my spirit upon you. Now watch it now. Because we have many people today who look at the spiritual action in the book of Acts and say, well that's not for today. Why not? Why not? Because it was the spirit that was upon him that made him well-pleasing to God. Why not? How come it didn't work out that way for us? Because we choose not to see it that way. We choose not to walk that way. We choose to live in the compromise of our day. Because it is not necessarily something everybody ascribes to, so it must not be right. But Jesus said, He doesn't have anything in me. Why didn't He? Right there's your answer. Because the Spirit of the Lord was upon Him, glory to God. Think about that. Now He is in turn. Release the Spirit of God into the earth to rest, reside, abide, and dwell in you and in me so that the devil can have nothing in you and nothing on you. But yet we, we don't want it that way. We don't want to walk into the baptism of the Holy Spirit and be led by the power of the Spirit of God. We don't want the man in the Godhead to speak. And the Spirit of God that would come out of that to give us wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, and discernment, and faith, healing, and miracles. We don't want that in our day. We would rather live in the ebb and flow of life instead of living as Jesus did. In the love of his father, in the being sent by his father. My friends, this is serious stuff we're talking about here. Now, watch what he said. He shall strive and not cry, neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. I look around today and I see a lot of people doing a lot of things. I see a lot of people calling themselves Christians. And not living at all like Jesus tells me they don't have what Jesus had. Tells me they're not living like Jesus lived. Because the Bible said, look at it, there was no guile in his mouth. He wasn't trying to trick you. He wasn't trying to bring out of himself some big thing that would make you look at him and Say, oh, what a man, what a man, what a man, that's all. Oh, that Jesus, my Lord, that mercy. No, he wasn't doing that. He wasn't crying in the streets. He wasn't going to and fro, voicing and trying to create a ruckus and a revolution around himself. Wasn't his thing at all. None of the worldly things that we see out of people today. 
None of it takes in getting foolishness that we see people do today. None of the things that we, we look at and say, well, whatever happened to humility? Whatever happened to just being a humble, loving, caring, giving human being? No, it's all about me. See me. Look at me. Look at how I dress. Look at how I comb my hair. Look at how I drive my car. Look at how big my house is. Look at how big a piece of jewelry I can put around my neck. Look at how big a piece of jewelry I can put in my ear or my nose or in my tongue or whatever it may be. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. But Jesus said the devil was not in him to act like that. What a perfect man. What a perfect man. What a perfect man. And bruise Now look at this. Will he not work? A bruise reed is the weakest possible reed. One that happened that is that is just on the verge of extinction. The Bible sent this man who said, The prince of the world is not in me and has nothing on me, would look at you and me and our tenderness and in our weakness and not say, I have no use for you. I have no reason to love you. You're not good enough. I have no reason to care about you because you don't have enough money. I have no reason to want to be with you because you're not pretty enough. I have no reason for you because you can't do anything for me. Think about it. He said, no, no, that wasn't Jesus. Jesus, the perfect man. He loved because his father loved. He came because his father gave. He looked at the weak of the world and said, you know, the devil would look at you and say you're no good. The devil would look at you and say you're never going to be anything. The devil would look at you and say you're a horrible excuse for a human being and then came Jesus. And Jesus said, right there where you are, I'll take you. I love you in your weakness and I will make something out of you that you could not be yourself. I will give you the very love of heaven's breath. I'll give you the goodness of God. I'll give you the blessing of heaven. I will create a little one star in the scripture with. He said, now rest assured in my father's house of many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you there. If you're weak, there'll be a spot for you. If you got issues and you'll come to me, there'll be a place there for you. This is the God we serve, not the one the world we serve. He said, a bruised reed will it not break, nor a smoking flax will it quench. He said, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, no matter how you're feeling, 
No matter how hard life has been on you, no matter how many times you've gotten knocked down, no matter how many times you've gotten hurt, no matter how many times you've been told you're not enough, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not this, that, or the other. No matter. At the time, whenever the fire has gone out, and all that's left is a little bit of smoke, He's not here to quench that. He's not here to quench that. He's not here to say to you, you're not good enough. He is the perfect validation of who the Father is. He said, the prince of this world cometh, and he has nothing in me. Nothing. See, the devil would tell you, you're going down. And there's nothing you can do about it. You're going to fall. And I'm going to see to it. But Jesus said the ruler of this world doesn't have anything in me. He does not have anything in me. In other words, what is in me is of the Father. What is in me is of the love of God. What is in me is the perfect validation of what heaven is. It's the perfect validation of how heaven will operate on earth. It's the perfect validation of what God is trying to do in your life. Well, I don't know about you, but I can look to myself and say, there have been many times in my life when they told me that I couldn't. That I couldn't and that I wouldn't. Many times, many times, I had a counselor tell me one time that I needed to go to college and major in teaching because I was too stupid to do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Four degrees later. Yeah. I've been told. I've been told. The devil would like you to believe that lie. But I want to tell you something, my friend. The prince of this world has nothing in him. Because he will come out of himself with the very love of God. Wrap his arms around you and take your blessings. Get you to be something you couldn't be any other way. All there was to do was simply to receive what it is that he is. Now, I'm going to close here. We, as children of God, have the opportunity to say the exact same thing to the devil. You don't have anything in me. You'll say, do you remember when you did so and so? No, no, no. Yeah, I remember that. I, 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 yeah. But you don't have anything in me. Why? Because he who knew no sin bore my sin so that I could be made the righteousness of God in Christ. You don't have anything in me. Jesus said it. 
and it applies to you and me. Now, I want you to get this. How many of you would say, yeah, Pastor, I see that. I see that we've been made the righteousness of God by Christ Jesus, and you don't have it. He doesn't have anything in me because I've been made to be the righteousness of God. Would you agree with that? If you agree with that, then you have to also agree with the rest of the word. The word of God declares that if you've been made the righteousness of God, then, and you are in Christ Jesus, then you stand in the exact ability to say to the devil what Jesus did. You ain't got nothing on me. You ain't got nothing in me. You have absolutely nothing from my past to hold up. That is recognizable to God. Because when God sees me, he sees Jesus. He does not see my yesterday. He sees me from the very moment that I became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My eternal self was validated by the perfection of Jesus Christ. From the moment I got saved, my eternal life began, and I could look the devil in the eye and say, You have nothing in me. Nothing. You have nothing to hold up to me and say, and say, This is you. This is the real you. Look at yourself. Look at yourself. This is the real you. No, he doesn't have that, friend. He doesn't have that because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, did we know that when that baby was born, Christmas time came? Did we ever realize? That in the virgin birth, he would stand in Mark John 14 and say, The devil doesn't have anything in He doesn't have anything in me. He doesn't have anything on me. And therefore, if he doesn't have anything on me or in me, he can't have anything on me. All of the things that you struggle with emotionally and mentally are all crippled. They're all tied. They're all of those things, First Peter 2 22 said, they're all debauchery, they're all trickery, they're all deceit. They're all alive. Because he can't, he, he doesn't have anything on you if you know Christ. He doesn't have anything that's good that he can use against you if you're validated by the perfection of Christ Jesus. He doesn't have anything that he can say. Well, when the day comes, when you stand before the judgment seat, he will bring this up and you better know he will. That's a lie. That's a lie. All covered. All together. Because Jesus said, he doesn't have anything in me. If he doesn't have anything in him, he doesn't have anything in me. 
You are the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. The validation of perfection that began when Mary birthed a little boy who would come and grow and live. So that you not only could know God, but that you could absolutely be free from every piece of part of the body. Father, I thank you today for the word of God. I pray that you will minister. Open eyes today, God, so that we can see, so that we can see and understand who we are, what we are, that all of the, 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 the dark elements of our life, all of the dark elements that are not light, that flow from you, are trickery, deceit of the devil. Because of you, Christ, he has nothing in us. He has nothing in us. Nothing on us. We are free. We are free from the bondage of fear. We are free from the brokenness of life. We are free from the blindness that would keep us from knowing. We are free from the captivity that would hold us in the spiritual jail of our own mind. All because our Lord, our Lord, tells us that there is nothing in Him, and we are in Him. Therefore, the darkness, the discouragement, the hard places of our past are all all eradicate. Father, I thank you for I pray Thank you for the revelation. Thank you for the revelation. Now, if you received that revelation today, that because there is nothing in him and the devil doesn't have anything in him, therefore he has nothing in you. Then I want you to stand in your feet. I want you to put your hands on Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your mighty name, Jesus. You are the great God who sent Jesus Christ. And the devil has nothing in him. I am in Christ Jesus. Therefore.
before the devil has nothing. He has no power, no authority. He has no ability. He has no say. I am totally living in the freedom of truth that is Jesus Christ. I receive. I receive. I receive. This freedom is mine. He has nothing in me, nor does he have anything on me. I live in freedom. I'm living in freedom. Give the Lord a hand. Those of you that are listening on Facebook, YouTube, our radio, and so forth, we want you to know Jesus Christ is your Savior today. Simply pray this prayer. Father, forgive me, I'm a sinner. I want to know you. I want my yesterdays to be like the world. I want the devil to have nothing in me and nothing on me so that I can live moving forward in peace. I give you praise and honor for it all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, before we dismiss, Jim, come on, Jim. You can be seated for just a second, then we'll pray and bless the meal. Jim's got something very, very great that he's going to share with us today. Several weeks ago, my wife 